Welcome back to the Creator Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. I hope you're having a great start to the week. If you're a coach or creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients, grow your business, build confidence. This week on the show, we have a conversation with David Crane. David's based in Canberra in Australia. He's a coach. Uh, David is behind Instinct Health and Performance. And he specializes in online programming. So for people looking to build strength, gain fitness, uh, and also improve general well-being, David's very good at what he does, and he provides customized or individualized one-to-one programming through Instinct Health and Performance. In this show, we talk about his journey to becoming a coach, then how he pivoted to the online platform, something a lot of people want to do and a lot of people find difficult as well. So we talk through that process, what he thinks about it and how he thinks about coaching in general. There's a lot of insight in here for anyone who's either a coach in the health and wellness space or who's building out an online component or an online arm to your coaching business. Let's jump into the show. You're here with John Marsh. This is the Creative Club Podcast. And today we're talking with David Crane from Instinct Health and Performance. Through sports, just growing up, um, playing like both codes of rugby and sort of just getting into the gym. And I guess like it's sort of, you know, the coaching really started with just like helping mates out with training and just sort of seeing like a lot of the utility with training um, outside of the physical realm as well. And especially for me, like growing up, um, even just like through college and high school, like had a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of times where I think that the gym and training was a really grounding practice for me. And, um, you know, growing up in like, um, footy clubs and things like that, like it's a very sort of, um, like male environment with, um, a lot of the training and like, um, I guess I like that was part of it for me as well, but definitely just the mental um, side of things was, was really important for me as well. So having that and then just like helping other people and then seeing the joy in helping other people as well um, and seeing the joy of, and also just using it as a way that like to connect with people through movement um, and, you know, strengthen relationships with friends. um, That was, that was really, really valuable, valuable to me. So that kind of drew me into fitness originally um, and sort of, you know, went and did my set three and four and then um, did my diploma after that. And yeah, kind of just like got into, I guess, just personal training initially um, sort of, you know, I think where most people start like with the boot camps and um, running some group classes here and there. And um, yeah, this is, and then, you know, sort of fast forward a bit, kind of getting more into like CrossFit and, I think I, I think I originally started Olympic weightlifting just before CrossFit and kind of just using that as a way to um, provide some framework and some scaffolding from a, for a training um, so I could, you know, train some different elements was cool. And then, yeah, with Instinct, like, I guess um, it kind of, that really started originally with um, just like, some clients that I was coaching here in Canberra in the ACT um, when I moved to Sydney, they were still really keen. Like I've been working with a lot of those guys for um, yeah, maybe like four or five years at that point. And they were just really keen to sort of keep, keep going. 
Um, so I, yeah, I just thought, okay, we'll, we'll try the online thing. Um, luckily, like, you know, before the whole COVID thing, I was like, this was like two years before, I guess, um, COVID. So yeah, we just sort of started doing that. Um, it was more just like a, I guess, just to look after those clients um, specifically. And then over the last like two years, it's really like just grown really organically. Like I've been pretty lucky to not really have to do any really marketing with it or advertising. It's just been through word of mouth or like working with physios and chiros and um, them referring clients to me or um, yeah, just like getting recommended kind of thing. So that's where we're at now. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I've got to ask, because uh, you're a strong guy and I want to talk a little bit about some of your strength stuff too, just because I'm super interested and uh, and I know a few people listening will be too. But when you go back to your years at school and when you started training and you were starting to help people, did you straight away feel like, like I can do this? Like I'm, I can sort of stand out here. I've got some, you know, maybe not talent, but like some, some, you know, we've talked a little bit about your perseverance and sort of that tenacity to keep going. Did you realize at that young age and is that kind of what led you to start helping people as you sort of looked around and saw that you could, you know, kind of do this stuff pretty well? Was it, was it pretty early on for you? Um, not really, to be honest, like now that I think about like that, like I never really had that thought. I think, um, like I've always been pretty athletic, I suppose. Um, I've been, you know, really lucky to grow up in a family that really prioritized eating really healthy, um, you know, getting outside. Like I grew up sort of in the country, just in, in regional New South Wales. So we were always outside and, um, you know, running around and, and like, just, just, um, doing active stuff so I've been pretty lucky in a sense that I guess I think that's a really big factor in just being um, attracted to sports in the first place but I never really like I, I, I'm, I would never say I was really like gifted with anything like I think um, I think I just really loved working hard at it like if I saw something that um, I wanted to be better at then I just like really put a lot of time into working hard at it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really think I had, I like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to look back on it now, but I don't think I really had any thoughts around like, you know, oh, I could be really good at this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you would have been one of the few people who started doing Olympic lifting before going into CrossFit too at that time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I think, um, one of the cross, like one of the good things that's CrossFit's done really well is like draw a lot of attention to that sport and, um, kind of revived weightlifting across the world, uh, particularly in the U S as, as well. But yeah, I, I would have, I think I had sort of, it was, it was pretty close. Like I sort of, at the time I was working with, um, one of my lecturers in my diploma, who was a weightlifting coach. And I sort of, I guess I kind of like with weightlifting, like, sorry, Olympic weightlifting, I should probably clarify. Um, so that's clean and jerk and snatch uh, specifically. Um, I kind of naturally picked that up pretty easily. Like I was actually like, even before I got a bit of coaching for it, I just sort of taught myself how to do it. And just like, I remember doing sessions where I would just do like a hundred overhead squats with the empty barbell, like to warm up kind of thing. And um, just really like groove that movement pattern and, um, you know, 
through. I wouldn't recommend that's a good process for or an efficient process for people to use, like just teach yourself. But um, it was cool. Like I think it was it was just sort of me like figuring out how to do the movements and, um, you know, with my knowledge of movement up until that point, just like really deconstructing it and, and figuring it out uh, for myself. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so valuable too. I think that um, there's, you know, just doing the thing like it's the same with writing or with you know whatever you're trying to get better at you can you can get a lot out of doing those 100 reps you know or doing 100 days or something or whatever it is so uh yeah yeah that resonates with me for sure it's like it's like the teaching is great and learning the technique is also great of course like having a coach but also if you can sit down and write every day for a hundred days or whatever it Mm. is, like you're going to get something out of that. Yeah, totally. And I think that like touches on a really important part of coaching is like, that's really what you're trying to facilitate. Like, you know, I see a lot of really successful people in the market and like really all they've done is figure out how to do it the best that suits themselves. Like, and then they're selling like their methods or, you know their kind of thing and like you know power to them but like i think that's that's a bit misleading in a sense that they haven't really like all they're saying is like i've just figured out how to solve the fitness equation for myself like they might Mm -hmm. be super shredded or they've got a really strong um you know presence in the you know bodybuilding world or whatever it is but i think as a coach like really what i'm trying to do is like facilitate a, a platform so that you can get the reps in yourself and like build this really deep body of work so that you can figure out like all those little things along the way. That's really valuable to your own self-concept mm, I love and that. like, yeah. And I think like movement is just kind of like a platform for that like it's just a, a way of expressing and obviously, you know, training and, and physical development is important, but you know, the long-term feedback I always get from clients is always around the, the, you know, the mental side of things and like the learning aspect of it. So yeah, I think like that deep body of work. And as you touched on, like just getting reps in, like if you can find a way to commit to that, mm. then that is like pretty powerful. Mm. Yeah. It's like the, the strategy and learning, learning the, you know, the aspects of whatever you're doing from the coach is great and it can help. And it's built on the, the prerequisite that at some point you're going to need that body of work or that repetition as well. Mm. yeah totally can you tell us a little bit about instinct who you uh who you serve like who your your people are that you work with and what you do like the type of coaching and what it involves um and just sort of flesh out the business a little bit and how it all works yeah so instinct at the moment at the time of this recording it might change a bit but um it's essentially online coaching uh we write individualized program design so um typically the people i have on board at the moment uh really people are interested in like a bit of a deeper learning process with their training um pretty much all my clients have like performance goals so i don't really coach people that have just purely like body composition goals or um, purely aesthetic goals, not for any judgmental reasons. Like if that's like, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people have those goals and that's perfectly fine. But I think um, more of my coaching style is kind of, um, you know, leans more towards the sort of longevity side of things in regards to developing 
someone's athletic capacity versus, um, you know, getting them to look better in 12 weeks or whatever. Um, I think another big thing is um, just that skill acquisition as well. Like a lot of the guys I coach are working towards getting better at a skill that's kind of either like an Olympic lifting thing or, um, you know, developing their squatting patterns or even just like, you know, something like learning how to use their core better kind of thing um, and stabilize their spine. So that's, that's definitely an element of it, of it as well. Did you ever go through a, a process as a coach where at some point in time you were maybe, you know, did you ever feel caught up in like the, the tactics or the quick, the quick side of things and then mature as a coach and go, actually, I'm going to kind of, bring the courage a little bit here. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to focus on the skills. And if you want to work with me, typically it's going to be a little bit of a longer period and it's going to Mm. like, you know, because in the fitness industry, it's kind of like business coaching too. Like you can find people that will give you a, like this quick hit, right? Like something like Mm. do this and it'll get you 20 leads or do this and you'll lose five kilos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a model. Um, But did you ever have to cross from that or from the beginning were you just like, this is the way I learned and I can do this as a business. Yeah. It's funny. Like I think um, instinct was kind of was born out of that. Like my distaste for working with gyms that had those kind of models, like, I remember like I was working for a gym kind of early on in my career and I remember sitting down with like their sales kind of marketing guy and he was just like basically saying that like the tactic we were going to use was to get people to just like completely hang themselves and like then you step in as like the the helper and the coach and um, you know say that you know we need to be in there to like yeah, like getting them to like kind of just hate on themselves a little bit and then use that as fuel for them to make purchase or hire you as a coach or whatever. And I just remember thinking like, surely this doesn't work. And like, this is like, that just really grinded with me a lot um, on a lot of levels, like just as a, you know, as an individual, but also just like on a really personal level as well. And so would um, that be just to clarify that up? Is that like, would you describe that as like, picking out the problems and then aggravating the problems for the person so that they get more and more frustrated about where they're at. And is that sort of what you're talking about? Yeah. Like not shaming, much. but like, like pointing at problems over and over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sorry to be clear, not like, um, yeah, not shaming anyone, but like, yeah, just kind of, um, yeah, like really touching on their pain points and, yeah. um, like not in a good way though, like in kind of just like a, um, you know, this is how far we think you could get. And then like, this is how far you can get with the coach kind of thing. And it was like, this really, I remember it was this like really simple, like diagram. <laughs> it was basically just drawing this like bar, like, you know, when something is like loading on your computer and it's like just this bar graph kind of thing. And like, it was like that, it was like, this is how far you can get without coaching. And then like, this is how far, and we just, you literally just added like a thing to the bar graph. And I remember doing it with like a sale and it like, it made this hell like what the what is going on here like Mm. are people really that like just and then i then i kind of realized like you know the population like they really like a large part of the population actually doesn't know any better and that kind of led me down this route of more compassion like towards you know the general population i think and you do like forget 
as like a health con- conscious individual. And I would wager that a lot of people listening to this are going to be pretty health conscious already. So you kind of forget. Um, but a lot of people like they're just really confused and they just don't know where to start with it. And you can't really blame someone for growing up in a family who has really bad eating habits and, you know, generation after generation, they're, you know, in worse and worse shape kind of thing. So yeah, that kind of, I guess like that was an interesting fork in the road for me with coaching is like, I, it kind of like having that exposure to that particular gym with just like super high traffic. I think I was doing like 40 sessions, 40 or 50 sessions a week at one point. And, um, just realizing like how deconditioned and how confused the general population is. Mm, Wow. And so maybe contrast that a little bit to what you created now. So if, if I was, you know, signing up with you and I wanted to get some programming and I had maybe, you know, I want to get back into Olympic lifting and, and had some performance goals, uh, and I love to mountain bike ride or something because I see you do mm. that as well, which is cool. And, I, and I'm, we might talk about that later, a little bit of that blend of lifestyle sport. But how mm. would this work? What sort of, how would our relationship look? How have you kind of set it up with the, with the people that you serve to deliver the programming and how does it all sort of roll? Yeah, so essentially, uh, I guess like, you know, the journey is very individualized. Like I try and keep it as personal as possible and, um it's really just about like initially getting to know the individual and like um we sort of do initial goal assessment um one of my big like things um with coaching is like you got to ask the right questions and like if you know how to ask the right questions then i think you can um one establish some really deep rapport with people um but two like as touched on earlier like facilitate a really beautiful relationship for that person to you know figure out a bit more about themselves and figure a bit bit more about how they build their self-concept kind of thing. And that's kind of like outside of your job as a coach, like where you sit as a coach as well. So uh, I kind of come back to like, I like this analogy of like you're, you're a Sherpa and you kind of like, you know, I've got the tools that I can, you know, that I know of to help you go up the mountain, but I can't like carry up the mountain kind of thing. And I think a lot of people, um, that I see in the marketplace, like they're, they're sort of almost saying like, I can carry you up the mountain. Like I can do the work for you sort of thing. Um, and like a lot of their marketing is kind of like sort of situated around that. And I'm sort of the opposite. I'm like, I, I, I'm pretty upfront. Like I'm pretty clear with people. Like I can't guarantee your results. Like that's just completely a lie. Like no one can, but yeah. So sorry. Yeah. To try to, digress a little bit but um yeah in terms of the actual process um yeah we do like a bit of initial goal assessment um kind of just figure out like what the person's um initial touch points are with what they're like are they trying to solve a problem um with their fitness like it could just be like as you said getting better olympic weightlifting and then i ask them i usually ask them like have have you tried to solve that problem before and like you know has it worked has it not worked and that kind of gives you a bit of insight into like how that person um you know builds their like problem solving capabilities as well in terms of like how they approach their fitness um or their movement routine um and then yeah we build out like a individualized program design um usually one or two weeks in i'll do like a little bit of testing so we establish if we need to like some ground marks uh, for you it might be like testing your one at max snatch or your one at max clean jerk if you're doing olympic lifting um 
and then, yeah, we kind of just kick it off from there um, with building program design and then um, doing weekly sort of reviews and, and um, catching up on that. Yeah, cool. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your own training? Like what, where has this all led you in terms of, you know, often we'll say in, in business, like being your own best user or your own ideal client or you know mm. i'm sure you've tested and used a lot of the stuff because i can sense is a, a real strong values match between how you live and and you know you focus on health and then what you teach and coach on uh what is the what does your setup look like what does your training look like how do you structure you know running a business staying healthy mm staying sane <laughs> yeah yeah how do you bring it all together in terms of like your own setup yeah i mean um it's like at the moment it's a bit tricky at the time of this recording um we're kind of all in lockdown in australia so uh it's a little bit tricky but in just in terms of i guess like a general structure um most of my training at the moment um is kind of around um racing mountain bikes which has been fun um and and then like doing a bit of CrossFit as well, um, kind of uh, like I do still really enjoy competing in CrossFit. Um, so that's like a, a strong element of training. Um, it's funny, like I think you do really need to, like when you're working in health and fitness, like it sort of just feels like, like I, I frequently get to the end of the day and I'm like, I really don't want to have to train myself now. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I've been coaching people all day, which I really love, but um, it does like you really do need to make sure that you're um, looking after yourself first and then sort of filling up your own bucket in regards to movement. So um, at the moment, like, you know, this, you know, the present moment, it's kind of more broken up a little bit. Like I'm using, like I use a bit more of a tactic of just having like movement breaks for the day. Uh, I've been pretty consistent with riding my mountain bike because um, that's something we can do here. That's, you know, safe with lockdown and whatever. Um but like, yeah, I've had like a lot of interesting conversations with clients, um, particularly this lockdown, just around building some like just more flexible tactics around uh, and strategies around training um, that allows them to still, you know, get the work done. So I think for me, it's just breaking it up into smaller bites through the day. Um, mm -hmm. They might be doing like a little bit of conditioning in the morning. Um, maybe I'm just like a bit of bar path work. Like I've got an empty barbell that I can use here. Um, and just, and then like, you know, going for a bit of a bike ride in the afternoon or something. Yeah. Cool. So you have a, uh, there's like this underlying, you've got such a big experience that you can kind of take the situation that's happening now and use your different tools and strategies and sort of adapt, create something that still feels good uh, mm. and sort of keeps you on track. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of recognize as well when like, you know, like, again, like a lot of the conversations I've had with clients and this is including you know, myself with my training. And like, sometimes it just needs to just keep you sane. Like, as you said earlier, like um, it's almost like, it almost takes away from the training sometimes when you're trying to like, you know, focus on some goals that maybe are a bit far down the, down the road kind of thing, or they're a bit uncertain at the moment, perhaps. So yeah, at the moment I would say like, um, like I definitely know what I need to touch on uh, and maybe, you know, like, I guess I can speak on that if that's useful to people as well. Like um, having like a little bit of, you know, 
some kind of in, introduction of tension, like um, so whether it's strength training or accommodating resistance with bands, um, just having some kind of input to the muscle will generally retain a lot of the neural drive and that'll be like a bit of less lag time with getting back into strength training. Um, and then blood volume is another big one. Like um, typically your body will downregulate blood volume uh, relatively quickly. It's usually like over a 72 hour period um, just in that reduction of hemoglobin um, for oxygen transport. And so to keep that up, um, just touching on some conditioning um, like and relatively intense conditioning, kind of higher heart rate zones. Um, and then just giving you a bit of like um, elevation in CO2 in your bloodstream as well. Like that will generally keep your biological levels um, pretty consistent. You won't necessarily be increasing your conditioning capacity, but that'll kind of keep it on maintenance. So I know if I touch on that, um, you know, I'll sort of be maintaining that when I can get back to a regular training routine. And then the final aspect I think is like the skill, um, skill maintenance or again, like skill progression. So it could be like just keeping my weightlifting positions um, really sharp or like the bike riding is an interesting one for me because like mm. the the skill acquisition for that is like astronomical. Like I feel like I'm like riding the beginner stage again, which is fun. Um, but even like that, like, yeah, just touching on um, some specific drills or having some kind of like deliberate practice in there yeah um is important so yeah back when we lived in sydney one of my good friends he was the i think at the time he was deputy editor of australian mountain bike magazine he started uh flow now flow mountain bike magazine but anyway oh cool yeah to get these bikes his name was mick and he used to get these bikes and we lived down the road and one day he's like hey john you want to come test the giant we've got these four bikes you can ride the giant or whatever and we'll write it up mm. as an article and it'll go in the magazine. And I was doing triathlons at the time, did a bit of mountain bike riding, grew up. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, get me some kit. I'll come out with you guys. <laughs> Turned up and th the other three people there were like proper, proper mountain bike riders. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, I'm just completely off the side of the trails like <laughs> the whole day i'm crashing the, the entire time the most simple trails these guys are going like you know how they do it it's just like incredible to watch but yeah. i agree that skill acquisition i i haven't felt that bad at something in a long <laughs> time it was it was pretty funny yeah it's gnarly hey like um uh, yeah, getting into like racing um, in the past, like really, I guess, two years with or year and a half with COVID and stuff um, for mountain biking. Like I've always been kind of into it, but um, the last two years I've like really gotten into it. And yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you just watch, like we'll race a bit of track and then I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. Like, and then I watched like one of the pro riders do it. And it's like, how are they going that fast? It's like mm. 30 seconds difference on like a two minute track or something. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, but I always appreciate it. I think like I've been doing CrossFit for quite a while now. Um, not to say that I'm elite by any means in that, but it's kind of like I don't get that sense of like, I don't have that like beginner's mind with it as much anymore. Um, and I, although I guess that's kind of a mindset, I shouldn't say beginner's mind. It's more like I just don't have as much like that, like, you know, join the skill progression of it, like that I get with mountain biking kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's different early in the learning curve of something when you have that rapid growth and you can almost feel new neural networks building. You're like, 
things are clicking every few days and you, your rate of improvement's pretty fast. And I always yeah. find that's pretty, that's a pretty good feeling, you know, and I think that's good too. Like it, it keeps you, it keeps you expanding your edges, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So um, could you talk a little bit about, you know, right now, a lot of people in health mm. and wellness, whether they had a gym, have a gym or were a coach under a gym or just a personal trainer, they're like, you know, I want to go online. Some mm. people, you know, I, I spoke to people, I think probably two years ago who thought about this idea six months later, still thinking about it, even now still thinking about it and, and haven't maybe taken that plunge just yet could be a disdain for the platform. Like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in doing it online or it could mm. be like, I don't know how to do it. And I don't like zoom and I don't like the cameras and the rest of it. Could you just talk through maybe a couple of, uh, hate to use the word tactics, but a couple of things mm. that you might think about knowing what you now know for someone who's a trainer. And even if things open back up, they might still be interested in building an online offering to serve people in different locations or whatever. Yeah. So I think like there's a bit of a difference between like, you know, like interest and like curiosity, right? Like there's a bit of an interest in just being like, sorry, there's a bit of difference rather in just being like interested in something or like, um, you know, kind of just like inquisitive or intrigued. Um, and like, that's a little bit different to curiosity. So I would say like, if you're kind of, if you're at that start point in your journey, you've sort of got to think about like, okay, like what, what am I curious about? Like, what am I, am I just interested to sort of like know what it might be like? And, um, you know, is that what I'm sort of seeking? Is that like the lens I'm sort of trying to look at it through? Um, or am I like genuinely curious about like where I could go with this? And I think if, if it's the latter, then you can really use that to like mobilize, um, a sense of purpose as well. And what I mean by that is like, for me, it was, I guess it was, it was a bit of a change in like perspective. I remember I had this kind of experience for quite a while where someone would ask me what I did and like, like, you know, what do you do for work? And I'd be like, oh, I'm just a personal trainer or something. And like, it, whenever I said it, I would, it would almost be like a bit deflating. I would be like, oh, like I'm just a trainer kind of thing. And it would, and then I'd sort of walk away and be like, that was, it's, it wasn't like a nice feeling. And um, I was kind of downplaying it, but I think the more I examined that and sort of thought of like, man, what's that about? Like, why am I kind of doing that? Like for me now, it's about like showing up and, and like, you know, your job is really important. Like the, you know, the impact that I have on other people's lives. And then like one of my big things is like, I do want to facilitate you know, really big positive change. And if you ha can have that deep impact on individuals, then they're going to live better lives and they're going to be more switched on and they're going to be, you know, more fulfilled. And then that ripples into their communities and their families. So for me, it was like, you know, it's not that, you know, I wanted to do it. It's like, I have to do it. So I think like finding your perspective on it is really important. Like with, you know, maybe just identifying like where you're sitting, you know, and like coming back to that curiosity thing, like where you're sitting at the start of it, but then 
you know, you, you've got to change your perspective on it a little bit. Like it, you know, it's not, not, I don't want to use the word like duty or whatever. Cause I think that kind of, that's maybe a bit too hard hitting, but like it's, it is really about like, you know, if you do want to make a positive change, then you've got to start somewhere. And mm. that change can be really, really like that ripple effect can be um, the magnitude of that is, is, is really, really big. So I would, yeah, I don't know if that's like uh, um, the answer you're looking for, but that's kind of how my journey has been. Mm. Yeah. I believe that a hundred percent. I think that there's, I, I was thinking about this concept the other day where, you know, on one hand, uh, we want to have fun, right? We don't want to take ourselves too seriously. We want to be able to enjoy what we're doing and enjoy the work and enjoy the experience mm. of our, our life. And then on the other hand is realizing totally. that, hey, you know, you're not actually here for that long. And mm. the work that you do in your business is actually important. Like what you just said, like if you can yeah. help shift people's perception of themselves or of food or of training, that right now, if you look at the world, is probably one of the most important things. And mm. so I always find it interesting exactly what you just said. I do believe that we've got that almost responsibility to 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 do something, mm. right? Whatever that is for you. But then for me, it's always like, man, John, just don't take yourself so seriously at the same time. Like, <laughs> how, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like yeah. balance is, is sort yeah. of fun to play with the two. Um, yeah. So... I yeah, did that does that resonate for you at all? Yeah, one thing I just wanted to add to that is like um because I I have that experience a lot where I'm like I feel like I just am way too serious with a lot of the stuff I do at work and it's kind of it you sort of look back and you're like, oh man, like you know, you just don't take it too seriously. But at the end of the day, it's like what kind of world do you want to live in? Exactly. It's like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna exist in this world and I'm gonna be subject to all these human experiences, then like what kind of fucking world do I want to live in? Like, yeah. and I may as well be contributing towards that and, and like contributing towards a greater conversation about health and like greater conversation about how we view our realities kind of thing. If we want to get like really deep in it. But I think um, that's what it comes back to for me is like, if I want to live in a world that I'm stoked and like, you know, I'm, I find a lot of joy in, then I've got to contribute my part kind of thing. So I have a question for you because I have a certain opinion on this and I'd love to hear what you think. Yeah. If somebody is, if somebody is new to the world of training or health, or they've gotten into personal training and they have a little bit of experience, right. But not that much. And, you know, let's be real. Maybe they were in a job as a, like I came out of a job in engineering. Maybe they came out of a job mm. as an engineer and they started, they did their personal training thing. And they step into this world and there's people like yourself, you know, clean and jerking 140 kilos and like got this. Mm. So I'm, so I look across, I'm like, man, like, you know, what, what have I really got to bring to this? And obviously my technical mm. skills, my experience, my entire depth is a lot less because I'm brand mm. new or I'm newer can I still can I still adopt the narrative that I have a responsibility to help people? And can I still use that as a way to go out and find people to serve in some capacity? Like, how does that, how do you, um, how would you help somebody navigate that sort of experience gap that they might feel if they're super early? 
Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think like I would just ask them like, where's your heart at? Like where, you know, I've seen so many coaches that are like phenomenal athletes and they're not great coaches, to be frank. Like, you know, I, I, I get it that like, you know, it's, it can feel like you're you're sort of dipping your toe in a really big pond and you're worried that it's going to like suck you under and drown you kind of thing, especially in the fitness market. Cause like there's a lot of big personalities, right? Like there's a lot of people making a lot of noise about themselves, but um, I think, yeah, if you're, if you're interested in helping people then, and your heart's in the right place with it, then you will organize your behaviors in a fashion that's going to lead you down the path that's going to get you the answers anyway. And I would say like, I think it's important to try and seek out maybe, maybe not like mentors, but like like just individuals that you look up to in in the industry and examine what they do, maybe try and reach out to them and, um, you know, see if you can just chat to them about like, you know, what sort of, what sort of stuff they're doing and, you know, how to kind of establish yourself. But um yeah i i i know where you're coming from because i think i've had that conversations with younger coaches in the industry and um they've kind of had this like it's and it's almost like the imposter syndrome comes into play a little bit there as well i think Hmm. um you know and that's where it comes back to again like just changing like flipping a perspective on it a little bit like Hmm. you know i think you regardless of your knowledge base like if you have the right you know lens on things then you'll get what you need to get to be able to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I believe too. I think there's work that can be done on day one and, and especially now, like, you know, to be totally realistic, like you could get people out in a walking group or something like, you know, yeah, and huge value for the culture. So I think, um, yeah, I really like how you summed that up. I also really like. I really liked your line. There's a lot of people making a lot of noise about themselves too. That was, that was classic. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, that's interesting for you at the moment? Oh, man. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's tons of different directions we could go in. Um, I think maybe like, you know, if his coaches are listening to this, like just through – like lockdown at the moment and like in Australia anyway. And I guess if you're um, listening from somewhere else, like just keep creating like, um, and I'm saying this as well as a reminder to myself, but um, also just like, if you're like, everyone is struggling a bit at the moment and um, just, you've just got to remember to keep creating and like keep that, that creation will put that sort of, that like, you know, change in, in vibe out there and um, it will help shift things in the right direction. So it might feel like it's not important at the moment. And I think you even said that to me like a little while back, but it's, it is really important to keep putting out your work and, um, and yeah, keep creating with whatever you're doing. So I think that will contribute towards that larger conversation of like what health is and how we view health as a society. And it will help people, like even if you're just at the start of your journey, for sure. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Well, Dave, I think that's pretty much, I think we covered everything. I think if somebody's listening and 
they're a coach or a trainer and they're interested in going online, definitely a lot of value in here. I loved how you reframe some of the questions to look at the perspective that you're looking at it. So if you know, you're wanting to build something, especially online, and you're not sure if you can flip that perspective into true curiosity, you're going to figure out a way to do it, right? Like there's mm-hmm. lots of examples of people like yourself who are doing it. Uh, and it hasn't been that long, right? A couple of years you've been going with Instinct. Yeah, I guess this would be coming into like the third year, like kind of officially or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, to be honest. Like there's so many things I want to do with it. So what's on the horizon? Fun. Yeah, what's on? Tell us a little bit about what's on the horizon for you or what you're up to at the moment. Um, at the moment, I am kind of just working on the like really just building a really strong community with instinct i think and um just really serving my people committing to showing up like even if i'm feeling a bit crummy or whatever like just really committing to showing up to the the guys i serve and um the guys i look after so that's kind of the immediate um things on in you know on my plate but then um, still looking like you know towards making instinct more of like a educational platform for other coaches as well and um, just being able to branch out and help other people in their journey and mm. um, yeah like sort of just fleshing out how that will kind of work so that's definitely in the pipeline um, and yeah like there's a lot of cool things you can do with the online space as well so like facilitating more connections with other communities and um, you know, when we can getting back to gathering in bigger groups as well, then doing that too. So, yeah, I think it's super powerful if you can embrace both. I think if we have these tools, I mean, even look at what we're able to do right here. It's super cool. Like you're in Canberra, we're in Newcastle. Uh, yeah. so to be able to use both the tools as a coach or a trainer in 2021, like sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a good time. Awesome, brother. Well, I really appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you're doing and it's inspiring. And I think um, a lot of people will feel the same. Where can people go to find uh, your work or instinct? Maybe just drop like websites and and that sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So um, Instagram is the most active. It's just instinct health and performance. And then instinct-coaching.com is our uh, webpage. So um, yeah, either of those are good. Um, my personal is just David Crane 13. Um, cause David Crane is the actual producer of friends. So I couldn't use, that. Ah, I see. um, but yeah, either of those are good. Um, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. So this would be if somebody's looking potentially at your programming and, and the work that you do, or are you in a place where you're talking to other coaches or you'd be willing to, have a talk with them or, or any mentoring or anything like that for people doing work like yourself? Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so I've got a few coaches I touch base with kind of irregularly at the moment. Um, cool. My coaching is kind of, is pretty full at the moment, but yeah, if you need any advice or anything, please feel free to reach out. There's, there's a little bit of a wait list. So um, do still reach out if you're, if you're after something. Um, but yeah, even if you're a coach and you just want to, um, strike up a conversation about any of the stuff um, that's on your mind or um, just, you know, gather some inspiration, then yeah. Yeah. Just message me on either of those platforms. Great. Very generous of you. Thank you so much. We'll have to get you back on another time. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have a, have a great day and thanks for jumping on. Awesome. Thanks, John. Great to chat.